0: The most difficult thing that you would have to do is for you to let go of an older version of yourself and come into a new version. This process usually is called a rebirth or being reborn. Some people even believe in reincarnation, but we believe in the new creation that is letting go of the old man and coming into a new man that you had never met before and trusting that there is a future as he has already written. My name is Twalkosam and thank you so much for joining in on another episode of Women Uncensored. We have been getting a lot of feedback from the last episode, and um, the community is building. We are really excited. And today, again, I have with me someone that I respect a lot, someone I have a lot of godly conversations with, someone who keeps me on the right track, someone that holds me accountable for the tiny and the big and even the small things. Um, I have with me today, let me let you introduce yourself. Okay, um, my name is Amanda Chikamso Ezugo, and
1: um, I'm Ibo by tribe, obviously.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm Ibo by tribe. All right, I didn't want to introduce <laughs> her because I cannot say the Ezugo, but I just said it, right? Uh, kind of. Say it, let's just hear. Ezugo. Ez- ezugo. Yes. That's not funky, fine, it. Say the Ibo way. Ezugo. It, ezugo. Ezugo. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, Ezugo. Yeah, it sounds like you're <laughs> hailing somebody.
1: Yeah. It actually means the king of beauty.
0: I mean, it actually sounds like praise. It's yeah. amazing. So, that is like calling God the king of beauty. Yeah. That's amazing. That's, that's a beautiful name. What is the meaning of your evil name? She come to, I follow God. Ah. My name If you do not know My name is Okay you already know my name But the meaning of my name Is follow my footsteps Wow So I'm starting to see That we have We have so much in common Actually Actually. Yeah And I'm saying this And you're probably thinking I'm just having fun But I, I do believe In Like Meaning of names Like I believe that Names are not just given So if you do not know the meaning of your name or if your name has a bad meaning, I don't think it is bad for you to want to change your name. Jabez changed his name. Yeah. Yeah. So you can actually change your name and go back and ask your parents why they gave you the name that they gave you. In fact, I believe that some of our parents actually prophesied certain things into our lives without even knowing by the names that they have given us. So it's important for us to have good names. My name means follow my footsteps. And I'm not even going to lie. It's not very easy to follow in the footsteps of Christ every single time, and that will bring me to the thing we're talking about today. We're going to be talking about a new creation. On the last episode, we talked about the butterfly effect, and the reason why this is coming right after is that the moment you transit from being a caterpillar into the butterfly, you are new. So um, I'm just going to get straight into it. I would like you, Amanda, to like tell us what, what the, a new creation entails. I've read that part of scripture that says that anyone who is in Christ is a new Creation and the old doesn't exist anymore. So tell us what that means to you, and if possible, give us like a bigger, you know, picture of what that scripture entails.
1: Okay, um, basically, a new creation for me is one who at has find Jesus and scripture say who, whoever finds him finds life. So when you become a new Christian, that's why that scripture would say if any man be in Christ, he is a new Christian. So the criteria of being a new Christian is that you are in Christ. Mm-hmm. So it's it's it's, it's that um, I give Christ my life and he gives me his life. So he takes away that old part of me and make me a new. So a new Christian is one who has found Jesus and all things are not there anymore. So a new Christian is one who has been given a new slate, a new beginning, a new destiny, a new, um, a new position in God. So that is who a new Christian is.
0: You said something about a new slate. Yeah. I don't know if it is possible for someone who gave his life to Christ today. I mean, for me, it has been difficult for me to just wake up and just believe that, oh, because the Bible says I'm a new creation, that all of the things I have done just instantly go away. I want you to, like, shed some light on, you know, the old being passed because it's very difficult, especially for people that have done, you know, ugly stuff to just believe that, okay, I was this way before. Or the example that I've heard lately is that if a Boko Haram person should decide that they want to give their lives over to God, they can give their lives over to God, do all the evangelism they want to do, and then they can still make it to heaven. And it just seems unfair to think that this person has killed people in the past. This person has probably even destroyed a whole family, you know, and then you get to have access to God. Why?
1: Um, It's because of the mercy of God. All of us have um, certain things that we've done that are unforgivable but then because of his mercy part he he sent down Jesus. So that is why we can come into this new creation thing because of Jesus. And apart from that you don't just expect it to go all of a sudden, like you said, Ibukaram um something. Um Ibukharam cannot just wake up and all of a sudden that trauma, that picture that picture of everything that they had in in their head to just leave. The person responsible of clearing that is the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. So once you give once you give your life to Jesus, once you accept Jesus as your Lord and personal savior, there's something I always tell people that there's somebody that comes as a Bonanza gift, that mm-hmm. is the Holy Ghost. So He's there to cleanse you. I like to say that it's more like you want you have a memory card and you want to get new stuff and it's full. So you just format it and you get your new stuff. Back. So that is what God does. That is what the Holy Ghost does. He formats you, but it is not a process of a date. Today he takes, let's say, he takes the part of anger and he takes it away. And tomorrow he takes this part, and next tomorrow he takes this part. And before you know, you are now a new person. I I remember when um when I used to struggle with pornography, and. Then coming into God because at, at, at the point I was helpless because I had to stop using Android phone, I had to go on a fast on social media and all that. And it was not helping until because I was trying to do it by myself. It it takes the Holy Ghost to to know to reform a man. It takes the Holy Ghost to wash a man. So I was saying that when I was struggling with pornography, I tried living um Leaving my 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 Android, I tried staying out of social media and everything. But I was doing that on my own accord. Yeah, but by, then your I did, by my strength, I did not include the Holy Ghost. But then I still find myself that you know our mind it's so it's so it's something that is so strong. I could just stay and I'm imagining what I had watched. So it was not helping. But then get you to understand that I could not I could not really take the form of being a new creation if the Holy Ghost cannot did not step in. So. I I let him step in and guess what? Gradually, gradually, I was beginning to lose because I stopped using um, an Android phone and all that, but then I still have the picture. I still have the picture of everything in my head. In your head. So what I allowed him to do was to take charge of my mind. And then, you know, that scripture that said, do not be confirmed by the patterns of this world, but daily renewal of your mind. So he said, renewing my mind by the word. And then there's one scripture I always used to, I always used to recite is I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. I kept on reciting that scripture until I could not remember anything. Like wow. I could not picture anything anymore. Like even when you say you want to try, but there is nothing there. Like literally it was so bad at that point that even when I want to pray, I have to speak In my head, I'm in church. I have those pictures in my head, but then letting the Holy Ghost come come in, He he took everything like He was cleansing me, he was formatting my memory, and He was putting new stuff, and then I could close my eye, I could meditate for long, I could stay with Him. So that is what it means to be a new Christian is to allow the Holy Ghost to take charge of you because we cannot really follow God, we cannot really come into God. Without the help of the Holy Spirit. That's true. We cannot. We we by our strength. Even the disciples needed needed the Holy Ghost to understand the things Jesus has been teaching him, teaching them. Um they they were with Jesus. I think I was studying my Bible one time and and I was like, okay, these guys were with Jesus for like three and a half years, and they did not get to understand the things Jesus was teaching them until the Holy Ghost came. And even Jesus, when he was ascending, he told them that I have so many things to tell you. But then you might not understand now, but until the spirit of truth comes. So I want to tell us that you cannot be a new Christian if the Holy Ghost does not help you. We are we have we are uh, most of us are traumatized by our past. That's true. Most of us have so many past that we don't want to teach. Think about it, but I want to tell you that God can make your scars beautiful. Hmm. A new creation is one that God makes His scars beautiful. A new creation is one that does not see His past, that does not see His future, but sees God. So hmm. in whatsoever you do, you just see God. Whatever you do, you just you just follow His footsteps. So I, you don't you don't look at the past. You don't look at okay, I've been here, I've been there. Okay, God, can you still take me and all that? But God is saying no, I am not interested in your past, but I'm interested in the path you want to find in me. So a new question is one that God has taken fully charge of, that surrendered everything, not
0: minding what you have done, just surrender. That's 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 so amazing. Like, I'm just thinking about, um, you know, you opening up about um, being addicted to pornography and everything. Was it something that just wiped off, All of a sudden, because I'm saying this because there are things that I that were strongholds in my life at certain points that I would tell myself, especially after meeting Jesus, coming into Christ. And I believe that this is something that a lot of people are going through as well. You get to a point where you have made a decision. You even cry before God. You say that I will never do this thing again. But somehow you find yourself going back to those things you you find yourself going back to those things so much that a time now comes where you stop asking God for mercy because you believe that that is just how you are so on your own path have you ever reverted to your old pattern and if you have reverted how did you deal with it and how did you get to the point that you are at right now and how are you still battling I mean that's a very huge question but it I think it all connects but how are you still you know fighting it because you said it starts in the mind so definitely there's like a constant battle exactly that you have to fight every single day that you wake up okay um so
1: i won't say i i okay i still struggle with it but one of the thing i do right now is i watch the kind of movies i i i i i, I watch i i'm careful the kind of site i enter and then and even i think maybe I think sometimes lasts January or last, and towards of last, towards last year or something, I can't remember. But I knew that I found myself like I was just going through statuses and all that, and then oh, here comes the status. It and, was popping and it was, and it was. Porn. It
0: usually like, pops up like, even when you're not looking for you. it. Thank
1: you, like it just came. Like, I was like, and I just found myself watching, and after I had finished. Normally the devil will make you feel bad. Normally the devil will make you feel like um this is something that you 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 should have overcome by now. This is something that oh, um, well, you've gone we've you've gone past, you've gone this past this. like however you've come so much in God, you've entered so much in God that this thing should not but then I just looked at myself, looked at how how soaked up I am in everything and I was just like God have mercy. And for that whole week I, would just, I just kept on crying for mercy and I kept on asking for mercy, asking for mercy. And then I discovered that it is not by our strength. Yeah. It is not by our might. It is not by how far you've been in God. It's not by how well you pray or how well you study. But then I always say that God is not interested in how many times we fall. But he's interested in what we do after the fall. Do we remain there or we get up and dust our body and... Take up the cross and continue, but then the deceit of the devil is to let us remain there. So at that point, I started receiving plenty thoughts, like, mm-hmm. like I said, the mind, like I said, receiving plenty thoughts, and then I remember, um, so well that I had. I had, I had an online section or something like that where yeah, I had somebody that come to my DM and was like okay, he was struggling with masturbation and all that so this was somebody I was helping and then devil was like okay look how you now you're helping somebody and you just fell into something like this because at a point pornography sometimes leads to masturbation mm-hmm so if you don't have if you don't constrain yourself or more, you'll be an addict to masturbation, to masturbating and all that. So the devil was trying to bring that thought, he was trying to bring all those things, he was about to make me feel bad, and then the scripture popped into my head. And then that scripture I will just paraphrase, it yeah. said that no matter how many times a righteous shall fall, a righteous might fall seven times or something like that, but he will surely rise again. So I just remember that scripture and then it's it actually gave me more like strength to continue. I was like, God have mercy. I won't do this again. I know I cannot do it if you help me. So just help me. So most times, we cannot leave our past, like I said. Our past cannot just wipe away like that until the Holy Ghost takes charge. So it does not happen in a year. It does not happen in two years. It does not happen in five years. It takes time. It takes time. That is why scripture will say as we behold him in a glance, we become. So the becoming process is a very long process. It's a very long process and most times we fall. But the main thing is that do you get up or you remain there?
0: Hmm. Hmm. I think that's really amazing because for me, I always say for me because I don't know about you. <laughs> and I'm, I'm I'm really trying to be as realistic as possible because let people not be deceived <laughs> that's oh these people are doing this so that means they don't have these issues oh, no, no, it's because no, no. we have identified and we recognize that we need to talk about these things so that we do not fall into the trap of the enemy so there was a time in my life when I was constantly and I think it still does happen to me sometimes to be honest not, not thinking about it but like condemnation can eat me up hmm. it will eat me up so much that I just feel like I'm not even worthy. But then I have come to realize that the more I dwell in that thing, the more time is ticking. And that time that I should be using to, you know, fulfill what God is calling me to, Hmm. I'm wasting it feeling bad or wasting it not searching out that thing that he's calling me to. So I believe that condemnation is something that happens to every single one of us, but um like Amanda has already said, do not stay down there. You should pick yourself up and, you know, find your way back to God. In fact, run back to God. So the next thing that I want to know Amanda is, you know, we talked about um the new creation like putting off the old man and putting on the new man like what does it really mean for us to put off and put on hmm. that's a very big question
1: put off and put on it's totally surrendering everything and then you know that prayer we make Lord Jesus come into my life with make me a new person you get so it's literally you are taking your life just like i you are like truly, this is my life life is in your hands you can't do anything with it and I'm like okay it just like okay um let's say um I want, I want to use the um the example of the example of being a disciple in the jewish culture like the like the, the like Jesus' disciples um, in the jewish culture if if you have a master like if you are a disciple to somebody like you have a disciple like just as Jesus was um was was a disciple to his 12 disciples there's something that happens to you like your life no is no more your own like you begin to take the form of your master hmm. so if your master is fat you will grow fat to become like him. Wow! If he if it if he bobs a certain kind of hairstyle, you have to cut your hair that way. exactly like that. So you have to literally become like him. So that was why the um, the Pharisees and Sadducees could not tell who Jesus was amongst his disciples because they are already taking the shape of Jesus, and the likeness. Like they were, they were already looking like Jesus, they were already speaking like Jesus. So you could not tell who was Jesus. So that is what it means to. To take off the old man. It's like, okay, Peter being a fisherman abandons his fishing business, abandoned everything, and then he's following this man to fish for men. And then he's becoming like him. So it's more like you are taking, okay, God, this life I used to live, this thing I used to do, I put it off and let me take your life. Zoe, the life of God, internal life, all that. But then it means that you have to be ready to sacrifice. Mm-hmm. you have to be ready to let go and being a new christian is hard for some persons or even for us because there's a lot of sacrifice to to, to um because jesus said um even if any man wants to follow him must take off his cross and follow me and all that so it means that you have to let go of friends you have to let go of the things you used to like and begin to like what he likes so um, your conversation changed, um, your group of companies changed, so literally you are becoming a new person. That's why persons that want to look at you like, okay, this was somebody we used to know like five years back, and then they're looking at me like, okay, what happened? This is not you. So it literally you have allowed God to format you, mm-hmm. and then he's putting a new, so he's putting his life. So if I want to find Jesus, I should look at you and find Jesus. Mm. So that is the point in new creation. That is that is what he really means to be a new creation. Is that people can look at me and see the life of God in me, not just I claim, oh, Tim Zoe, and all that. Mm-hmm. But my life literally should portray Christ. That was, what, that was why um, the disciples were called Christians in Antioch. Not because they were performing miracles. Not because they were preaching like Jesus. But those people in Antioch saw the life of the man they heard of in Jerusalem. So they looked at those people and they saw Christ and they called them Christians. But then we we don't get to that point where we surrender everything, where we want to take the shape of God. Remember the example I gave? I gave that if I want to, if I have a disciple, I have to take the shape of that person. We don't want to take that shape. Most times we we want to save God and still do our thing yeah like somebody I was talking to somebody yesterday went out for evangelism with um daughters of like that's the group I'm part of and we went out on evangelism yesterday and the guy was like you know this our generation want to flex and do God at the same time mm-hmm. and I was just laughing and then he, when I go back home and I was just thinking on everything you know when you come back you have to reflect and all that so just thinking on everything the guy said and I looked at it that is the generation we are in we want Follow God, but still we want to do the flesh, and that is why it is hard for us to come into that new man. Because letting go of flesh is one of the hardest things to do. Letting go of flesh self, like, hard. like it is, hard. It, it is one of the hardest things to do. But then that is the price to pay to be a new creation. So, um, and the, a new creation, God wants to restore us back to that original plan that He had for us when He created Adam. Yeah. Eden, where man where spirits and when God and man can fellowship and scripture will say and in the cool of the day God will come and fellowship with man God wants to restore us back to that place of purity back to that place of consecration that back to that place of intimacy but then because of flesh because of sin because of the fall we are so carried away with certain things that even when God is speaking we are we are so covered with our own interests our desires our own interest I think I I was speaking on the voice of God sometime last two weeks and and God, while I was um, preparing for the meeting, and God was telling me that that while we don't hear his voice is because we are self, we are selfish, hmm. we look at our own interests before considering his interests. But that is not who a new man is. A new man is one that is now surrendered to everything and every pattern of God. Everything that God brings, you just accept, no matter what it means, no matter how... how um, Hard and rough the road might look, but you just trust the process and you're just following God. And even when people be like, Okay, what are you doing? and you're just like, No, this is this is this is it, this is it. So it's letting go of your old self and following God. So, remember, I talked about God giving us a new beginning. Mm -hmm. So, after the fall of Adam, there was a bridge in on the earth realm and everything the earth came into disalignment and all that we are fully we are, we, are, we we were brought out of brought out of um the the plan of god for man and everything but when jesus died he brought the earth back into alignment he brought us back into the original plan that is why um Paul would say in second corinthians five seventeen he said if any man be in Christ so the criteria that you are you can be a new creation is only when you come into Christ and he said if anyone, he does not care whether you are small, big, anyone a murderer, a a thief, a pimp, whosoever whoever at all, just like whatsoever it is you have done that might look like where I am, I was talking to a girl one day, she chatted me, she was like ma I want to follow God but I feel like there's so many things that I've done that God cannot forgive me and then I just told her that see no matter how gross you feel your darkness is there's lights in God, and light shines brighter where darkness is. So just come like that. He say, whoever, anyone, John three sixteen So whoever, whoever believes in Jesus receives eternal So whoever you are, no matter what you've done, no matter how how rough your past might be, but guess what? No matter how your scars might look like, God is even attracted to people with scars. Hmm. Yes, he's attracted to people with scars because your scars tomorrow become storing and healing stonations. So that is why you have to come into God and then he beautifies your scars, and people look at your scars and they become attractive. Mm. Because you begin to share how, for people that have been molested like me, I begin to share about how God helped me to overcome that issue of molestation, the trauma and everything in my head. And somebody out there that has been suffering with that, like, okay, if there's a way out for this lady, there's definitely a way out for me. So your scars becomes beautiful, it becomes a... a um a medium which God can heal nations with. So no matter what it is, no matter what it is, a new Christian is one who God takes his scars and beautifies. Hmm.
0: I'm already learning a lot, you know, just listening to you. And um, you mentioned about scars. Like, you already knew I was going to talk about that because there are a lot of people that are wounded today. Yeah. They've gone through things Like you said, you've been molested. There are people that have been raped. There are people that are even afraid of seeing a man because of that experience. You know, and we are talking to ladies here. I want you to share a little bit on how God started showing you who you really were through your scars. Because now you're using those scars to tell a story. I had a conversation with the lady and um, while we were talking, she was telling me how there was a time she wanted to be a doctor, but then now there's this new desire to be a counselor. And I, 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 I noticed from the conversations that we have that this girl has gone through so much and in all of the things that she's gone through, like she's not even supposed to want to give anybody hope, you know, and she was wondering, is this, could this have been the will of God for my life? Now, a lot of people think that being a new creationist in Christ is not supposed to entail any kind of pain whatsoever. Uh But I need you guys to understand that it is possible for you to come into Christ and then you start facing trials and tribulations you never saw when you were not in Christ. True. So, you also have to go through the process of healing and learning new things and relearning. Because, I mean... When we talked about reverting patterns, there are a lot of things that eh, I feel that if we don't keep on learning and learning and learning, like, we, we, it takes us a while, Christians, to learn. True. It takes us a while. Like, you can say, oh, the Bible says don't do this. And just like children, is that thing that you said we should not do that I want to do? Until something that finally happens, and then maybe I have an encounter that will make me never go back to that thing again. Hmm. But yeah, we're talking about wounds. How have your wounds, you know, brought you to the place of purpose, Okay, um,
1: you know, at this point I, I can say that um, God allowed it and I'm glad it happened because I've been healed. You know, I said that God makes our scars beautiful and all. Um, at the point I could not talk about it, I could not share. I was just wall- wallowing in the guilt, the I blamed, like I blamed everybody, I blamed everybody around me because it happened after I lost my dad. And all that so it's 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 it left me with this big scar until I was like um it happened when I was seven eight around that period so it left me with these scars until I was 13 14 yes 13 14 because I gave my life to Christ at 15 so 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 I left me with that scar and all that so I could just I could just stay and I'm just like God I'm not going to at the point I was like, I'm not going to get married. <laughs> this man, it's not, it's not for me. Even, even when I gave my life to Christ, like I still had it. I thought I had healed. And all of a sudden, I picked this book by Bob Cast. I be Bob Gas. Yes, Bob Gas. Forgetting your past. So I was reading the book and all of a sudden I just started tearing up. I was crying. I remember then I was in. was in a friend's house and she was like, What happened? Like, why are you crying? This and that. Like she does not know what was going on with me. And at that point, i have not gone to, to a point where I could share. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I feel like, oh, the Holy Ghost has... You know this point where you feel like, oh, the Holy Ghost has cleansed me. Like, oh, yeah. I'm fine and all that. But see, when you don't share some things, but you'll never be fully healed. Yeah. So she kept on pressing me to, like, what's up? And I'm this kind of person that if you press me to tell you something, forget it. I will not tell you anything like this. <laughs> so I just got angry and then I left the house. And I didn't finish that book. Like, I just, I was just in chapter one. So I didn't finish it that book. It was triggering. Like, the book was making me to remember things that I thought I had forgotten. And sometimes we get to that point, even we as believers, that we feel like most of our scars that we are forgotten, but no, we buried them that's true we bury them and we think we've healed we bury them we don't allow God to take you know when you say God do a surgical work in me mm. like he goes to take those hidden things and he brings them out yep. so at that period also God was God was doing a surgical work on me and then first off he said okay share with this friend so I started sharing with a friend and then I said sharing and before you know I was forgiving the person in question. I was letting go of everybody that I thought that had a hand in everything that happened to me at that point. I blamed my I blamed my dead father, I blamed my mom, I blamed my, my grandma, I blame I blamed everybody that That Um, had a hand, like not really had a hand, but like the people that could just come to your mind. uh, Hey, like thank you, the people that could just that you could blame. It's easy to point fingers. (laughs) So I just, I just had that thing in my head that okay, these are the people. If my mom had not made me stay in the village with my grandma, and this would have not happened. If she had not done this, if grandma is always around, this would have not happened. Like if daddy had not died, this would have not happened and everything. But then. They did you not have an idea of what was even happening <laughs> your dad was even dead <laughs> they did not have an idea but then because of that hurt that, that pain we feel we look for people to put it on Yeah. So, and then coming into God God had to take me and then he said teaching me instead said telling me the reasons like God gave me like at the point I was like God but why didn't you do anything this guy was far. I think he should be seven times older than me why didn't you? Why did and it not happen once? It not happened twice. Like why didn't you do anything? Like why didn't you just come to aid? Like why didn't you help me and all that? And then he said. And then he told me something. He said, most times the things we go through are not necessary for us. Hmm. They are for people. He said. And then he said that this thing, people will come and drink of. So you'll be healings to others. So by the time I'm, just, I'm talking to a girl who has been molested, I understand her pain. I've been there. I get it. So I know the right thing. I know the right words to use. I know what to tell her. I know how to help her with the help of God. So most times, God, how God uses our scars to help people, he lets you go through those things for a particular reason. You might be like, God, okay, but you would have just teach me now and... I don't have to experience it, but said, but seen, but see the best thing, or how do I put it now? The best lessons we ever learn is the one we experience. Yeah, you can relate more with somebody that, with somebody that is poor, if you've suffered poverty. Yeah. You, you would understand the person's pain. If the person said, Oh, I've not eaten for like two days, you'd be like, Oh, I remembered when I've not eaten for two days. So it's. And you'd it's, be able to offer a hand of compassion. Exactly. That is what Jesus did for us. He came down as man to feel everything. Scripture said he was tempted. Mm. Everything. That's true. So any temptation that you, whatever you think you are going through, that you've got. Jesus has been through. It. He has been treated. But then the thing is that what did he do with that? He made it a healing to nation. So my question is, what do you do with the scars that God has, or the scars that 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 has been there? Do you hand it over to God and He makes it? Do you hand it over to God and He makes it beautiful, or you keep wallowing in it? So I advise that the best thing to do is to hand over your scars to God, and He makes them beautiful. That people come and they hear you talk, or they hear you talk and they go back with healing in their heart. Yeah. With hope, with hope that there's still hope for me, there's still chance for me, there's still a lot of things for me installed in this good.
0: Thank you so much, Amanda. We've heard it all from Amanda. Um, and while she was talking, a certain song came to my mind. Um, if you haven't heard it, you should check out um, New Wine by Hillsong. He says, It says, in the present, in the crushing, you are making new wine. Mm. And then let me jump to the parts that I want you to really hear. Um, what's that part? Make me a vessel. Make me an offering. Make me whatever you want me to be. I came here with nothing but all that you have given me. Jesus, bring new wine out of me. I think during one of my conversations with Amanda, you said something about you can't put new wine in an in old an wineskin. Wine skin. And somehow this just like came to me, and I just feel like it in relation to the new creation, you have to reinvite God into your life such that that thing that he wants you to be is what you become and this is what we have been buttressing or rather trying to buttress for the past six episodes now and I do hope that one way or the other you know it stands out to you do you have anything one thing that you want to live with us anything that the spirit is saying
1: (laughs) she said is anything that the spirit is saying (laughs) okay Um. one thing I would like to live with us is um Hand over your scars to God and let him make them beautiful. No matter how dirty you feel your scars is, just leave it to God. He's the potter. You are the clay. Mm. Let him mold it to what he wanted to become. Thank you.
0: So, yeah, that is pretty much it on A New Creation. There's really so much that we can say about A New Creation. And um, lastly, I would like for you to know, um, adding to... Putting on and putting off that if you truly love God, you're going to have to begin to follow the commandment. You're going to have to begin to obey him and do the things that he requires of you. That is the only way that we can find ourselves on the path that leads to life.